Chapter thirty eight of California Sketches by Oscar Penn Fitzgerald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirty eight Uncle Nolan. He was black and ugly, but it was ugliness that did not disgust nor repel you. His face had a touch both of the comic and the pathetic. His mouth was wide, his lips very thick, and the color of a ripe damson, blue-black. His nose made up in width what it lacked in elevation. His ears were big and bent forward. His eyes were a dull white on a very dark ground. His wool was white and thick. His age might be anywhere along from seventy onward. A black man's age, like that of a horse, becomes dubious after reaching a certain stage. He came to the class meeting in the Pine Street Church in San Francisco one Sabbath morning. He asked leave to speak, which was granted. Brethren, I come here some time ago from Vicksburg, Mississippi, where I has lived for forty years or more. I heard dar was a colored church up on the hill, and I thought I'd go and worship with em. I went dar three or four Sundays, but I found their ways didn't suit me, and my ways didn't suit dem. They was Yankees niggers, and proudly i's a southern man myself somebody told me dar was a southern church down here on pine street and i thought i'd come and look in soon's i got inside the church and look round a minute i feels at home dey look like home folks de preacher preach like home folks the people sing like home folks you see chillin i's a southern man myself emphatically and i's a southern methodist this is the church i was born in and this is the church i was reared in and with great energy this is the church which the scripture says the gates of hell shall not prevail again it amen from father newman and others when they heard i was coming to this church some of em got arter me about it they say this church was a enemy to the black people and that they was in favor of slavery i told em the scripture said love your enemies and then i took the bible and read what it says about slavery i can read some chillin servants obey your masters in all things not with eye service as men pleases but as unto the lord and so on but bless your souls chillin they wouldn't listen to that so i found out they was abolition niggers and i left em yes he left them and came to us i received him into the church in due form and with no little eclat he being the only son of ham on our roll of members in san francisco he stood firm to his southern methodist colors under a great pressure you ought to be killed for goin to dat southern church said one of his colored acquaintances one day as they met in the street kill me den said uncle nolan with proud humility kill me den you can't cheat me out of many days nohow he made a living and something over by rag-picking at north beach and elsewhere until the chinese entered into competition with him and then it was hard times for uncle nolan his eyesight partially failed him and it was pitiful to see him on the beach his threadbare garments fluttering in the wind groping amid the rubbish for rags or shuffling along the streets with a huge sack on his back and his old felt hat tied under his nose with a string picking his way carefully to spare his swollen feet which were tied up with bagging and woolens his religious fervor never cooled i never heard him complain he never ceased to be joyously thankful for two things his freedom and his religion but strange as it may seem he was a pro-slavery man to the last 
Even after the war, he stood to his opinion. Dem niggers in de South thinks dey is free, but dey ain't. For it's all over, all dat ain't dead will be glad to get back to de masters, he would say. Yet he was very proud of his own freedom, and took the utmost care of his free papers. He had no desire to resume his former relation to the peculiar and patriarchal institution. He was not the first philosopher who had one theory for his fellows and another for himself. Uncle Nolan would talk of religion by the hour. He never tired of that theme. His faith was simple and strong, but like most of his race he had a tinge of superstition. He was a dreamer of dreams, and he believed in them. Here is one which he recited to me. His weird manner and low chanting tone I must leave to the imagination of the reader. Uncle Nolan's Dream A tall black man came along and took me by de arm and told me he had come for me. I said, What you want with me? I come to carry you down into de darkness. What for? Cause you don't follow the Lord. With that he pulled me long de street till he come to a big black house the biggest house and the thickest walls i ever seed we went in a little dough and den he took me down the long stairs at the dock till we come to a big door we went inside and den the big black man locked the door behind us and so we kept on going down and going down and going down and he kept locking dem big iron doors behind us and all the time it was pitch dark and so i couldn't see him but he still held on to me at last we stopped and den he started to go away he locked the door behind him and i heard him going up the steps the way we come locking all the doors behind him as he went i tell you that was dreadful when i heard that big key turn on de outside and me way down down dar in de dark all alone and no chance ever to get out and i knowed it was cause i didn't follow de lord I felt round de place, and dar was nothing but de thick walls and de great iron door. Den I sot down and cried, cause I knowed I was a lost man. Dat was de same as hell, his voice sinking into a whisper, and all de time I knowed I was dar, cause I hadn't followed de Lord. By and by, something say, pray. Something kept saying, pray. Den I drop on my knees and prayed. I tell you, no man ever prayed harder than I did i prayed and prayed and prayed what's dat dar somebody a comin down dem steps dey's unlockin de door and de first thing i knowed de place was all lighted up bright as day and a white-faced man stood by me wid a crown on his head and a golden key in his hand somehow i knowed it was jesus and right den i waked up all of a tremble and knowed it was a warnin that i must follow de lord and bless jesus i has been following him fifty years since i had dat dream in his prayers and class meeting and love feast talks uncle nolan showed a depth of spiritual insight truly wonderful and the effects of these talks were frequently electrical many a time have i seen the pine street brethren and sisters rise from their knees at the close of one of his prayers melted into tears or thrilled to religious rapture by the power of his simple faith and the vividness of his sanctified imagination he held to his pro-slavery views and guarded his own freedom papers to the last and when he died in eighteen seventy five the last colored southern methodist in california was transferred from the church militant to the great company that no man can number gathered out of every nation and tribe and kindred on earth
End of chapter 38